Hello and welcome to the Classic Gamers Guild podcast. We are continuing on from last week's episode of adaptations from video games to other things. If you have not listened to last week's episode yet, I would recommend that you do so just for the continuity of the flow of conversation. Otherwise, basically last week we covered all of Paul's choices and that took damn near an hour to do so. And (laughs) so we decided that we're going to cover mine in a separate episode, which is right now. And as I look at my list, I realize that, man, I really hope I can cover half an hour with my, (laughs) with my topics. So, um, We'll see how that goes. This might be a shorter episode than usual. Uh, I should also, you know, I, I fully own up to when I make a mistake. So I just want to say that uh, in the last episode, I did try calling out Paul on the idea that he only mentions the same games over and over and over again. And then I looked at my list and realized that I just did exactly the same thing. So, <laughs> so this week, you're not going to hear me talk about games except for one that I've not talked about extensively before. So ultimately, if you really need a break from the show, now is the time to do that. <laughs> because I'm offering no new insights. No, I, I've actually had a, a bit of a sneak peek as to what, what Rick's going to talk about. And, and a lot of it's really good. So you got to sort of stick in there, mates. This is some good stuff. It was much better than the rubbish I was talking about last week. But I am kind of, I, like I said, this is a very small list, so I am kind of really heavily counting on you to do your little, when you don't, you know, latch onto something and don't stop talking about it. <laughs> I'm going to need that a little bit this time, just to carry me across the half hour mark at least. Starting my list of video games to adapt into other things, I chose the wording very carefully when I said adapting into other things, because I decided to really try to go as, uh, as outside the box as I really could. I'm not the most creative of people, but I thought, you know, I should try something a little bit different so people don't, um, you know, so people might actually have reason to come away from this episode thinking they might have heard something a little bit different from what I usually talk about. (laughs) So my first pick, I think, is probably the most conventional, probably the most obvious, too. Uh, I would say to adapt Loom into an opera. Because I've been thinking a lot about, you know, can Loom be adapted? And, you know, I I really think that the answer ultimately is yes. But at the same time, I think, you know, it's something that could have probably been adapted into a film a lot better in the 80s when there was really a focus on high fantasy. Now Nowadays, yeah, we do have high fantasy. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, it's like superheroes and things that are sort of grounded in reality, whereas back in a day, you could have things like the never-ending story. You could have Willow. You could have all these like high fantasy movies. So if you're going to try to do this today, I'd say that opera is kind of really the medium that can really bring out the full spirit of Loom. You know, it's musically based, high production, high you know, uh, very elaborate sets and costumes, heavy on the pageantry. Um, you know, lighting and sound would be phenomenal, and that's yeah. That's pretty much all I have to say about that. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. 
I, I personally think that's brilliant. And once again, these meet each other's of you for, for thinking outside the box so, so well, so often. Um, I, I would never thought of like a pantomime of a theater production of a game. And, and what better than Loom? Like you said, it's, it's musically based. Um, it's a great story. God, the lighting. I mean, the sets would be beautiful. Um, we could sit up in the stands like them Muppets do and, and, and criticize it the whole time. It'd be a blast. <laughs> Don't ever do that. <laughs> just pull a Statler on Waldorf. Trust me, it's nobody. Nobody finds that fun. <laughs> I mean, it, it's great when it's Statler on Waldorf, but trust me, you're, the, the actors hate you, the audience hates you. You're going to get kicked out. Please don't do that. I, oh, I always wanted to get kicked out of a theater, but not like not like asked to leave, kicked out, but like thrown like a frisbee, like like literally <laughs> like cartoonishly tossed out. That would be a blast. Um, but yeah, I, I guess at the expense of everyone's evening, I, I'll respect that. All right, all right. Yes, yeah. Think think about others other than yourself. Oh God, I don't want to. That was so boring. <laughs> <laughs> You also got to remember, it's live theater. The actors are there. They are aware of you. That's true. Once they make eye contact, all of a sudden it's like, oh, you, you know, you think you're so funny until they look you, you know, dead in the eyes. Like, oh, all right, sorry. So anyways, that's uh, that's one done. So I'm really starting to question if I could fill an episode with my choices. But um, so, but we'll move on. Um, here is a game that I've never really talked about. And it's a little bit... It's going to sound cheaty at first just because of the fact that it's obviously a game that's based on something else entirely to begin with. But I am kind of going with the fact that, like, I would not have made this choice if it wasn't adapted into a game. So if I say the NHL series, I'm not talking about hockey in general, like watching the NHL on TV. I'm talking about, like, the actual EA sports games of NHL should be adapted into a tabletop RPG. Canadian guy picks hockey. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I think you mentioned it before, too, that you're not really a, that much of a sports guy. I'm not really that much of a sports guy myself. Like, when it comes to watching sports, I'm not really a sports guy. But, I don't know, I just thought, like, hey, you know what? Yeah, er, er, so many things get turned into tabletop RPGs. Um, and, you know, to various degrees of success. But, if I really wanted to think outside the box, I was like, well, a lot of these sports games like FIFA and NHL and stuff like that, in a lot of ways, they're more RPG than a lot of games that call themselves RPGs. Hmm. So, And I think that it would kind of be an interesting twist where instead of playing like your party is your NHL team or maybe you can play against another team, uh, you know, they, I, I'm sure it can work. I'm not, I'm, I'm, there's probably a lot of tabletop role-playing game fans out there that are shaking their heads at me thinking like, what the hell? Um, but I, I think that, you know, with the proper system from designed by somebody who has experience in designing RPG systems, clearly not me. So there's not really a way that I can express this in a way that would really sell it. But I think that, you know, whether you play as a hockey team with your friends or if you play against your friends and you each control a team or something like that, I think it'd be kind of an interesting, different dynamic where the combat mechanics are actually really simple, but, you know, the diversity of your party matters a lot. And, um, you know, just sort of a different take, you know, break away from either sci-fi or fantasy and just do, hey, you know, why not sports? Just, let's have a sports RPG. I think there's a lot of potential there, actually. Um, 
you know, as far as, you know, adding, you know, at choosing exactly what you want to add to, to your team or your, you know, your forward goaltender, etc. Um, I think there's actually a lot of potential for that. I'm, I'm, that's actually quite brilliant and save that sound clip. Cause I'm not going to say it again. That's really brilliant. <laughs> that's really quite brilliant of you. That'd be a really cool, uh, combination. And, and I got to say just, just to, uh, you know, uh, half assedly uh, apologize for my Canadian comment. I actually grew up playing ice hockey. Um, so I, as very much not a, a Canadian, um, <laughs> something about my voice gives that away, but, um, uh, your group being uh, playing goaltender, uh, watching uh, Ron Hextall beat people up and score goals as a goalie inspired me to do so. So I, I would actually be really interested in that. I'm glad, glad you picked NHL. So there's me. There's my backpedaling done there. I well, you know, I, I was I was initially when I was going through this, I didn't want to be so cliches to choose hockey. So I was thinking like, oh, you know, what if we did FIFA? Because FIFA is like a huge franchise for EA Sports. But I was like, yeah, but you know, you're lucky if you if like you score three times between both teams in a single game in soccer. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, yeah, maybe a little bit more, <laughs> a little bit more action than that. And, you know, you, there's, there's fights in hockey. You can check. You, there's penalties. There's, you know, that thing is a lot more of a, a, although now that I think of it, it would be kind of interesting to have like a soccer RPG just because like the part of the battle mechanics is to take a dive and fall and play dead every once in a while right that's true like acting skills almost mm -hmm. um but no i think so it's like oh i want to die mm. like how, how well do you die in this particular <laughs> round right exactly it was how's your thespian skills match up um no but i i think you chose wisely uh to to uh go a little indie on you um i i really do because like you just <laughs> <laughs> that was so bad i'm sorry i need like a budumch in the background um <laughs> I, I think you chose well uh in saying that because uh like you just said that there's fighting and and that's 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 why out of all the major sports i love hockey the most because you're allowed to fight like what's the worst case scenario you get five minutes in the box the team don't lose a person on either side you sit in the box and you feel shame and, and that's it um but that's brilliant because it, it adds to the it adds just more dimension where you can you know work on goal scoring um goal tending mm -hmm. and then straight up you know barbarian like fighting mm-hmm and there would be also, now that I think of it, a lot of this is sort of like coming to me as I say it, but, you know, there could be, um, you know, you could be thrown out of the game. You could have characters who get suspended and they're not allowed to be on your team for a few uh, matches and stuff like that, right? So, you know, I think there'd be kind of interesting dynamics that you could really play with as a role-playing game set in the NHL universe. <laughs> Right now, that that would be awesome. We'd, just, we'd have probably like need like a different acronym for for copyright sake. Oh wait, we're not making it. They'll, somebody else will buy the rights. Yeah, no, exactly. No, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let that, let them deal with that. See, I actually this... go to the thrift stores a lot, and I see like NHL board games all the time. Or I don't know what they exactly are. They're not really emulated. I think they're more trivia or something like that. But you know, there's NHL's plastered on everything. They'll they'll give their name to anything that can make them a buck. Right, right, yeah. It's like Monopoly with like you know goal sticks instead of thimble, <laughs> not thimble weeds. That, that's a game. No, that I, no. That I promise I wouldn't mention this episode. Um, what, what's this? <laughs> I swear, I got two devils on my shoulder. What's what's the name of that? A, a thimble you put on your finger. Thimble. A thimble. Oh, that, that's it. All right. I'm yeah. Trying to gla glamorize it. You more. actually had it when you were. You actually had it correct when you were trying to think of what to say. You just said thimble, and then that was it. That's all you needed. 
It's the story of my life. I keep talking and fuck it all up. So here we go. <laughs> um, so moving on, and again, I, I kept trying to think of, you know, how I could really mess around with this topic. But, uh, you know, as again, time and time again, I always mention Hero You. You know what? Ne- next episode that we do together, Paul, we're going to have an episode about games we've never talked about on the show before. Good idea. That's a promise. Right. Yeah. And that'll be and- like the topic. Let's talk about games that we have not mentioned on the show before, at least not to any significant degree. But anyways, Hero You, as most of you should know by now, if you've listened to very many of our previous episodes, I'm a big fan. I really like it. I th- I think it's awesome. It kind of takes... um, It takes that point-and-click adventure game with heavy RPG elements and throws in a Jones in the Fast Lane kind of mechanic to it all. Uh, so a lot of it is not even so much the grinding, which, of you know, grinding is a lot of it, but it's also the time management of your grinding. You can't just go out with, like, a whole bunch of stamina potions and just keep doing the same thing over and over again. You have to really pick out what you want to do, what skills you want to work on today, because you can't... You don't have time to do everything that you want to do all the time. I know that there are some people doing runs where they do do uh, max stat runs and try to do that. But, you know, there's there's consequences to your choices. Sometimes you'll want to do training. But sometimes you want to, uh, you have to sacrifice the training in order to do quests and that sort of thing. So it's really kind of cool in that way that it's not just like a character builder. It's, uh, it's a time management game as well. So... I thought it would be cool if we adapted Hero U into a fitness tracker. So it would be like a fitness app where you basically, um, you know, there, there there are definitely fitness apps out there that already do very much the same thing, possibly, but probably better. But, you know, it would be uh, a Hero U themed fitness tracker where you choose what exercises to do. It could even supplement the game a little bit where you are allowed to, you've already done all the training that you can do to raise your strength. But now if you decide to do like a couple of sets of push-ups, that might factor in. It'll do like some calculations based on your age, weight, and various other factors and determine how many calories you're burned and somehow convert that into whether or not you make an extra point or something like that. Basically something to sort of, okay, yeah, you can play the game. The game's very well balanced right now, but if you really wanted to sort of like get that little bit of a leg up, you can just also do something physically active in real life to kind of boost your stats a little bit in the game and make it a little bit easier for you. Now, I know that as soon as you do something like this, there will always be the people who will just like plug in numbers to just crank the stats and not actually do the exercises um there's probably not going to be a way to prevent against that but maybe just have like the characters in the game talk about how oh you know rogues can definitely lie and take credit for stuff but that's clearly just like a big dickhead thing to do to cheat and uh try to get away with it even if you could get away with it the whole point of being an honorable rogue is to not cheat and get away with it just don't cheat if you are you're just the worst kind of you're just the worst kind of rogue, and even if you have no consequences, kind of meta-talking as well as in-universe, then you're kind of a cheating dick. So don't and do you, that. And you've got to live with yourself. Now, that being said, yeah. uh, I think I would be a cheating dick because the first place my mind went was to put the uh, measuring device on like my dog's collar and stick him on the <laughs> treadmill or whatever. <laughs> I, remember, I remember when uh, I bought Pokemon Soul Silver. And it came with a little pedometer, which actually did something similar where you could walk and it 
counted all your steps and it gave you certain rewards based on how many steps you did in a day. So basically all I did was I sat down on the couch, watched TV and just shook the damn thing for hours collecting, <laughs> collecting steps. So I have no comment as to what you were doing <laughs> while you were shaking it at all. Watching TV. Yeah, that's all. Just watching TV. No monkey business. Um, no, no. But I did plant that seed. Clean, wholesome TV. Yes, extremely wholesome. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I, honestly, I think that's the most mega brilliant idea in the history of this podcast. I really do. Like that is such a cool idea to to <laughs> integrate your real life. You know, it, it kind of you know makes you a better person theoretically, more a more healthy person anyway, um, and it actually benefit your gameplay. Mm -hmm. um, that's just really, 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 really cool. I mean, it sounds like yeah. an absolute game changer. It's so cool. And I do know because I've actually been part of certain um, sites and apps where they do actually gamify exercise and they basically have you log your workouts and then they kind of, you know, um, not, not to any real, you know, you can't really do very much with it, but it basically treats you, your workouts like your stats and you eventually like level up your character. So, you know, you kind of do things totally on honor system. You, you only want to see you do something because you actually did it but if you do certain workout challenges you get extra xp and stuff like that so so basically what i'm saying is that i know that there are a lot of programs out there or websites out there where you can actually track your in real life workouts and it treats it like grinding for experience in rpg but i think the difference between this would be that it would actually affect in game as well so I think it would enhance the replay value of the game because right now I finished the game. I'm pretty happy with how I did it, but I think I'd be really encouraged to go back and play it over again if it had a feature like this. Uh, the only reason, the only reason I'm not going back to play it is just because it's a very long game. It's a, it's a really big game and it's worth every minute that you put into it. I just don't really have the time to put into that. If I was younger, I'd definitely be playing it over and over and over again. Um, but I, I think I'd be a lot more inspired to keep going if it had like a fitness app uh, feature to the gameplay as well. No, I, th I think that's awesome. And, and until you said that, I didn't think there was a force on earth that could make me work out um, besides Rick's uh, shake weight workout. Um, but, <laughs> but I think, uh, I, I think the, the Coles are probably the only people in the world that, that could get me to, uh, to work out. And, and as you just eloquently tied it together, that's, it's brilliant. It really is. So I'm, I'm impressed, which makes it really hard to, to, you know, kind of break your balls as we go along. Cause now I find myself impressed with you. Um, it's it's well, a fleet it's a fleeting emotion, but but anyway. The funny thing is that the next thing on my list it actually kind of cancels out all the benefits of everything that I just kind of uh, <laughs> promoted through the Hero U Fitness Tracker, and I actually think that what would be really awesome is if Space Quest was, you know, more more so particularly Monolith Burger was adapted into a real fast food chain. Oh, so cool! Oh, that's like, mega. Uh, I think you mentioned space. You know, we both mentioned Space Quest on our lists, right? Um, and I think that you mentioned it as a movie or TV series. And I think that would be awesome. But screw that! I just want Monolith Burger. God, that's really brilliant. You're really on tonight. I, I got to say, but you got Loom as as a musical theater production, and uh, here are you working out affects your character. Now you're saying to make Monolith an actual restaurant. That is brilliant. Yeah, you know, so it's a fast food chain. So you you go out, you order your um. Uh, what it, I forget what they're all called. 
they have really cool names too. So they just should just copy the menu off of straight off of in-game. Uh, and just, you know, eat your burger and fries and your soda and then uh, jump onto the Hero U fitness tracker and try to burn it off, I guess. <laughs> Exactly, and promise me that uh, that uh, Astro Chicken would be uh, in that rest in every restaurant mandatory. As an arcade cabinet and a burger, I am sure that the Astro Chicken will be featured very prominently. Ah, oh, I'm in. I'm sold. <laughs> and that's all right, you know. Like you, you said, it cancels it out, but but at the same time, it's like you know now now we can just maintain. You know, we can get shredded, but but you know we're not going to go the opposite direction either. So that's fine. It's all about balance, really. Mm -hmm. So I'm just saying, I mean, like, you know, Activision is sitting on a lot of these franchises and licenses and they're not really doing anything with it. I'm just saying, you know, hey, I think a lot of people would kind of forgive you for that if you just start doing little things. I think that there's money to be made in the fast food industry. Um, And maybe Activision, maybe you want to make a monolith burger chain because that would be in everybody's interests. And, and that's not true. They're not not doing anything with them. They're actually suing beloved figures from our past. <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> I guess there is that. Sorry, <laughs> I stand corrected. But yeah, so I mean, uh, yeah, there's not much more I can really say about that except that. Damn it, I, I, I just, I just made myself really hungry now. Yeah, you you made me want fast food as well. Like I, I've got a weird affinity for for them fish sandwiches at McDonald's. Um, I like them because when you eat them, you can taste the the Fukushima radiation <laughs> in them. Now, <laughs> just adds a little like, spice. Yeah, you know, I actually like the fish burgers at McDonald's just because like um, I I hadn't had them since I was like in elementary school. Like I'm talking like grade three or four or something like that. I had them much, much later. Like I was probably in my early 30s or something when I had them again. Because normally I go to McDonald's because I want a McDonald's burger or a Big Mac. There's no other reason. Or the fries, right? Yeah. There's a difference between wanting a hamburger and wanting a McDonald's burger or a Big Mac. There's a difference between wanting French fries and wanting McDonald's fries. So sometimes I just want to get... If I go to McDonald's, I want McDonald's burgers, Big Macs, fries. But then I decided, hey, you know what? This being a time when I had McDonald's almost every day because it was like right next to the store that I worked at. I was like, you know what? I'm getting a little bit tired about that stuff, but this really is my only food option. So I'm going to try getting a fish burger. And I don't know if it was always like this. I don't know if it's been like this since. I, I imagine McDonald's doesn't really shake up the recipes too much very often or anything like that. But um it was basically a, a very low-rent dollar store version of this. Don't get me wrong, but it was basically like fish and chips in a bun. I so it's... am offended at that statement. No, <laughs> I, I felt like I had to say that. It was, <laughs> but no, no, I actually like it better than fish and chips because, like you said, it's just you know, uh, it's just it's something delightful about how horrible it is, and in, in, in a good way, it. Yeah, in, in a good way, and like I said, it, it is not like just ordering fish and chips and then putting it into a bun, but it was kind of on the same, like on a very low level of that field. It was kind of like fish that was battered and deep fried and crispy and now into a bun. And, sort of, and you know, with tartar sauce, it's sort of like, this is kind of like eating a fish and chip sandwich. Yeah. They're like, Hey, do you like fish and chips? Yeah, we do. They're like, well, how about the ability to cram it in your mouth, do an 80 on the freeway? Sign me up. I'm holding <laughs> exactly, me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, it, the bun is just a utensil by which to deliver it to your mouth 
Yeah, exactly. The bun is, is yeah, is, is, is uh, the Western world's chopsticks, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I approve, too. I love burgers of any sort. And, and um, the last thing I'll say on McDonald's, sorry, real, real quick, is that I, I, I do think that, that this, the government works with McDonald's because nothing kills your dreams and ambitions like <laughs> a full stomach with McDonald's food where, where you just get home, you're like, you know what, fuck my dreams and hopes and ambitions. <laughs> I just, I just got to sit here and sweat for some reason for 40 minutes. Uh, I, I would not have gone into McDonald's if I was feeling ambitious that day. That's all I got to say. <laughs> and don't get and don't get me wrong. I, I I love me some McDonald's. They I I fully defend McDonald's. Maybe, I I don't know much about their business practices. I don't know about like you know all the unspeakable horrors that may be befalling these animals in the preparation of the food. I'm um separating the art from the artist, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just saying that hey, you know what 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 ends up. What I end up tasting and eating and consuming is delicious. So See, I'm sorry for all of those poor animals. I, I'm really deeply sorry for all those poor animals who uh, had to suffer just unspeakable lives and long agonizing deaths. But it's delicious. So, so what you're saying is, um, you know, even though he was a horrible person, Charles Manson made decent music. <laughs> Did he make music? I did not know that. He did, and I, nobody called me out on it because I've not listened to it. Um, <laughs> gen- genuinely, or not. I'm saying he might have made really good music. Yeah, right. Exactly. I know. I'm googling later. <laughs> That's the last thing I, I, I need. D- doesn't mean I necessarily support. I mean, like, I, I, I guess it's almost kind of like easier to separate Manson from his music because, unless, because using McDonald's as an analogy for Manson would only work if you said that Manson's music was a chorus of his victim's screams. <laughs> right, like the sound of us chewing at McDonald's. <laughs> well, I mean, like, directly pain and suffering went into our McDonald's meals. So, you know, if he just inflicts pain and suffering and then picks up a loot or something, those are two separate things that you can separate from each other. But if he, like, just had a recording studio set up and dragged people in there and did his thing, and then sold that, I probably am not going to buy that. <laughs> if he takes the screams of his victims and auto-tunes them into a catchy jingle, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm probably not going to enjoy that, because that's clearly not separating art from the artist. That's actually, hey, you know what? This guy's art consists of the cruel slaughter of people. Yeah, at some yeah, at some point it got real. We we're like, oh boy, yeah. It'd be even more fun to listen to it, not knowing and loving it, and then being told about all the horrors and being like, oh god, I'm so conflicted now. Um, mm. All right, anyway, mate. So sorry, I, I can tell that my voice is starting to go away a little bit. Um, what some of you at home might not realize is that we actually recorded the last two episodes, including this one, back to back. Like we have not stopped talking. We just at one point said, okay, um, join us in part two, and then just kept talking. So <laughs> I do not have the most enduring voice. I'm actually le- surprised it lasted this long, and I'm continuing to make it worse by explaining all this. But if I do sound really weird from now on, it's because I am actually legitimately losing my voice because I've been talking for like two hours straight. And, and earlier when we said um, uh, last week this, last week that, that, that's just an old Hollywood trick we picked up. So sorry, we, you know, d- <laughs> didn't mean to be tricksters on you. 
<laughs> oh, well, kind of did. Kind of did. Anyways, um, I see that we still have a little bit of time left. So I was actually kind of debating if I was going to mention this one. I was actually on the side, leaning towards the side of not bringing this one up. But now I got to fill some time. So I think um, by running long last week, Paul... You kind of forced my hand into making a decision I'm not entirely comfortable with, but I do have it written down, so it's the only thing I've got going for me at the moment, so let's see where this goes. Um, we, we just want to hear you keep talking until you hit, like, reverse puberty and your voice starts to crack again. <laughs> oh, it, doesn't, it never gets that high. It's just going to fade slowly. Um, so, yeah, so my final pick, thank God, um, is, uh, and this is... With absolutely no disrespect to any um, religious beliefs out there, I just think that there's no reason why people can't have their religions. Because you know, Paul and a lot of people who are a lot of my friends, particularly who are listening to this, you know, I don't really like bringing politics and religion into um, gaming talk. Uh, you know, there's a place for it. There's a place for it, but in terms of you know the the group, in terms of the podcast. I kind of don't really want to spark too much of a debate because, you know, I, I'm somebody who celebrates diversity in all walks of life. So I don't really want people to quarrel amongst each other as to what they believe politically or religiously. So that's yeah. not my intention at all to criticize or debate of the validity of any other religion or religious views or need for religion in the first place. Not what it's about. I'm just saying that some people might get some a lot of good out of making an actual valid religion out of the eight <laughs> virtues of Ultima. <laughs> oh, I love that transition. Um, no, it, it, and, and no, you're absolutely right. It is, you know, kind of walking in line, but we're just having fun. It's fun to pretend. And that's no, no, I, I think this should actually be a religion. I think oh. that people should actually just be <laughs> like, hey, the eight virtues, they're great. You know, it, it does, you know, we're not, I'm not saying that they have to believe in something new that's like oh hey by the way um there's an underground dwelling tentacle beast that we should all start praying to i just say hey you know what there's some there's some good uh, features to a lot of the um to a lot of the virtues that ultima has kind of constructed and deconstructed and explored in many ways and you know they were there are ultima games that kind of look at a more critical eye of uh, of the eight virtues or they even introduce another religion the fellowship and kind of use that as sort of like it, it's hard to really describe without going too far into it but you know they, they take that as sort of like a deconstruction of religion versus um you know religious value versus execution and stuff like that so uh don't form the fellowship you know <laughs> i'm going to say that don't do that but i'm just saying that if somebody doesn't really buy into any other religion and just sort of says hey here's some good values upon which to base my life i don't see why they shouldn't i completely agree with you're actually you're 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 being like a bit of a motto you're helping lost souls find meaning right now what what are the eight virtues let's see if i can actually name them off off the top of my head there's um Let's see, there's there's honor. You know, honor is always a good thing to have in your life. Justice, you know, compassion, spirituality, honesty, humility. Um, there's always one that I always forget. Um, ah, damn, there's always that one that I always forget. Um, a valor, I think that's seven. So, you know, 
Um, stand up for yourself when you need to. And, uh, damn, I always forget. You see, I, I already suck at this religion, I admit. But um, <laughs> trust me when I say that these are all really good values to hold into your life. And I think if I actually managed to remember all eight of them off of my head, I'd probably be a better person if I kept them in mind at all times. Well, I'm figuring this this last one you can't remember is, is something that is lacking in your personal life. <laughs> probably. Probably. <laughs> But and either way, you know, you've given everyone the pieces that they can put it together. Yeah, you know, it's do all research. There. Yeah, we're not going to just spoon feed you lot. All right, you got to put in too. Exactly. You you have to show up to the sermons. I'll explain it to you there. <laughs> there will be Kool Aids and white Nikes and things like this, but <laughs> that's for that's for another well, Kool Aid. Yes, because who doesn't want Kool Aid at a function? I love Kool-Aid. No matter how long it's in the fridge, it's never cold. It's so strange. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, anyways, that's that's. I hope all of my disclaimers are making sense to people. I hope everyone has paid attention to all of the ways that I padded around the idea. But ultimately, ultimately, um, I think that the Eight Virtues of Ultima... Um, yeah, I think that's a pretty, there's worse ways, to, all I'm saying is there's worse ways to lead your life than being guided by the eight virtues. Yeah, exactly. I'm really looking forward to what the, like, uh, the symbol, what kind of necklace I could wear about it. And I will say, I'm really proud that the transition from Paul forced my hand led to like a five minute disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> I take pride in that. man. <laughs> <laughs> yes there there is that what one of these days okay so next episode um sneak preview of our next episode we're going to talk about games that we really don't talk about as much and paul will not ever mention a transition (laughs) even if like the game is about transitions and it's called transition the game to transition near like we are not he is not allowed to mention transitions i think i need like like shock collar therapy for that i will <laughs> i will uh, i will meditate on it uh when i say meditate i just mean sleep basically but um <laughs> <laughs> all right i think i think i might have managed to fill an episode off of that so good i hope it's a good length cuz i want people to see like polls you know 50 minutes and rick's like 25 and then then you know <laughs> just look like this stupid show off so uh do we need any more filler i don't think so i think just um come check out our patreon at patreon.com/classicgamersguild give us a dollar please that'd be nice uh, or don't you don't have to i'm not going to beg even though I just did, um, you don't have to give us anything. That's totally cool. I'm not doing this because I want to charge you for it. I'm just saying, hey, if you like it, uh, it does help, but it's not expected. Just do whatever you want to do. Do what compels you. Um, check us out on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash Classic Gamers Guild. Join the group at facebook.com slash groups, Classic Gamers Guild. Follow us at Twitter, at the CG Guild. And follow us on Instagram at CGG Podcast. We are covering all of the bases on social media um, and failing at every single one at the moment. So, But uh, you can directly influence that if you want us to succeed. Follow us on one or all of those things, please, because that would be cool to get the word out. Exactly. Yeah. And again, like, like Rick said, the Patreon is just a tip trial just for a fish sandwich or, or two. That's all. Nothing more. And... um <laughs> 
Um, and uh, one last note, I did want to add that I, I keep forgetting to say, um, th there's a, a, as you've noticed, uh, there's a, a new intro by my project, The Volume Remote, and that's actually, if you do like it, in the next few weeks it will be released as a ringtone, um, and then in the more distant future it's going to be an entire track, um, but for now if you do like it, it'll be released as a ringtone, um, only on iTunes, unfortunately, um, it's the only uh, site that my publisher does ringtones with, but if you like it, you could check it out there. Um, or just ask for it on the Facebook group and I'll send you an MP3. <laughs> All right. Well, that's about it for me. I think that's about it for us. Is there anything else you'd like to say before you close it out, Paul? Mm, unless it's in the name of Ultima, don't do murder. Awesome. Cheers. Cheers.